paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. And we are back. Back with an intro, guys. What did you guys think of that intro? Let us know. Instagram, wherever. Let us know what, how that intro went. I know we've been promising it for a while. We finally got it. And I, I think it's hot. I think it's fire. The guy who did it for us, shout out to him. Ian, I think his name was. Shout out to you, man. Shout out all, all of the Ians in the world. Um, that was a very, very spicy opener, um, if I may say so myself. Yeah, no, the, uh, yeah, the beat's I mean, a banger. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. And I think it, it's just nice to finally have it done because I know we've been talking about it for like a month. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all, yeah. all good things take time. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, so we got a jam packed episode, man. Like, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we got, of course, we're going to get into latest pickups. We're going to get into the upcoming drops. And uh, the major portion of today's show is uh, we're once again going to be talking about classics. So we will be covering, first of all, the uh, Nike Dunk, which is uh, one of the most hype models right now. Everyone, everyone wants a pair of Nike Dunks. We will be going over the history of the Dunk and uh, pretty much give you an entire timeline of, of uh, every single, not every single Dunk that dropped, but basically <laughs> all of the different uh, phases that the Dunk went through throughout the years. And then uh, we'll also get into another model. This one, not so hyped, but uh, it is a very important model. Nonetheless, that is the Nike Tailwind 79. Yeah, I mean, so the the one that came out in 2019 was called the 79 because that's when it first came out. But when it first came out, it was called the Nike Air Tailwind. And in my opinion, it's probably Nike's most important shoe ever. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. All right. That, those are big words. Big words. Big, I, big words that I'll back up later. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get to that part of the show. Uh, so yeah, like, like I said, there's lots to talk about. So let's get into it. Actually, before we even get into the latest pickups, uh, as far as uh, sneaker news goes, not a whole lot of news to talk about, but there is something that both of us have kind of noticed that's been happening, especially from Nike and actually pretty much only from Nike. Yeah, only uh, Nike's been doing Only this. Nike. <laughs> uh, there seems to be a lot of triple collabs. And uh, these are basically when multiple brands along with Nike combine on a sneaker. Uh, an example is uh, the Travis Scott fragment Jordan 1s that are supposedly uh, rumored to drop. There's also this uh, Sakai and Clot collab on the uh, Sakai Waffle Racer. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing this happening a lot. And uh, I, neither of us seem very much enthusiastic about this. What are your thoughts, Fabian? I mean, it's just lazy, right? So let's take the fragment design um travis scott air jordan one that's been all over you know we've posted it on instagram uh you know all the hype blogs have posted it it's it literally feels like nike has picked out the hottest um celeb of the moment the hottest uh influencer in travis scott and then picked out one of the hottest kind of most hyped uh, highest resale value japanese brands in fragment design and put them together. So they're kind of playing mix and match and it doesn't make sense. Like even if Travis Scott was like a super fan of fragment, like why it's, it's obviously just to feed the hype machine. And it's, it's almost in my opinion, a little pathetic because a Travis Scott air Jordan is going to sell out either way. So is a fragment design air Jordan. So what does it kind of bring to the culture, bring to the conversation uh, apart from more hype and, and no real value, you know, and the same for the Sakai um, clot, you know, LD waffle or whatever. It's, it's an old silhouette that, you know, had its day two years ago as a Sakai collab. And now because clot is suddenly hot again with its air max one Nike's like, Oh yeah, let's mix and match here a little bit. It, it just all seems a little too kind of, made in a lab by like a hype professor who was like, Oh, how hype can we get? You know, I, I yeah. that's just my take. No, I, I agree with you. Both of these shoes also seem like 
customs, you know, to me, like, 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 yeah. uh, like you mentioned, like it's, it's something like, um, like a sneaker collector would kind of just, you know, fantasize like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to make this, uh, see what it looks like. And I don't, I don't personally think there's anything organic about this. Um, like Travis and fragment. I've never personally seen Travis rocking any fragment, uh, clothing or whatever. Uh, and so it just seems like a very inorganic collab to me. And and it's funny that you, you said as well, the, um, uh, th- that it's inorganic, but also that it, it seems like a concept and, or like something that you would see, you know, like, I don't know if you saw like the hidden dunks, right. The, the concept yeah. cakes and whatever. Um, it's exactly like that. It's exactly like that down to the colorway. Like I find that the, mm-hmm. the fragment Jordan one colorway just doesn't flow well. Like the, the, there's too much white, the blue is in the wrong spot. Um, there's not enough black detailing. I think it, it it's funny that you say yeah, that because the, the I colorway said, I think is horrible. <laughs> it's terrible. And I, I was telling you this earlier, but I'm actually writing a piece on this uh, that's supposed to go live this week or next week about what the collaboration, what the sneaker collaboration is worth in today's world. And in, in my opinion, spoiler alert, it seems like it's worth a lot less because, because of, of actions like these, because of this mixing and matching Um and a lot of these collaborations literally look like somebody saw them on a concept page and was like, oh, fuck, like, what if we really did that? And then that person happened to work at a brand and could make it true. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, it best left for, for the Instagram concept pages. Yeah, like, what exactly is the story behind this collab? You know, like, there's, there's, there's no story behind either of these triple collabs. It's just like brands coming together and it just seems very lazy to me in my opinion. Yeah, so hundred percent. And I, I don't, I definitely don't have any intention of copying any of these triple collabs. And I hope we don't see a bunch of them because it's, it's just lazy. It's lazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to copy either. Not, not that I would win a raffle anyway, but you know, if anyone out there wants to seed me the shoe and is listening, do not seed me the shoe because I will not <laughs> accept it. <laughs> Listen, I will not accept it. I will I will fight against it. I do not want the shoe. Yeah, no, no. I will I will accept it and immediately put it on the resale market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so let's let's uh get into latest pickups. Um couple of pickups for me. Uh the first of which was I copped the uh Jordan 1 uh Shadow 2.0 um uh, you've seen that colorway it's it's Super actually nice. interesting interesting story about the colorway mm-hmm. so that colorway was supposed to be the original jordan one shadow oh really yeah and it, at the last minute they changed the colorway to what it ended up being and uh so this was this was supposed to supposed to be the original shadow colorway um honestly uh, if you guys have already watched my review on youtube you know how i feel about the shoe very disappointed in the sneaker um, mainly because of the absolutely horrible leather quality. It's it's honestly worse leather than you would even get on a Jordan One Mid. Like it's 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 very plasticky. It's it's it doesn't feel. It it doesn't even. It, I don't even think it's leather to be honest. It's it's plastic or something. But uh, I was very disappointed in it. It's a great colorway, but I actually already sold my pair. Like I sold it the same day I copped it. Uh, and yeah, cause I, I, I just, I felt it and I'm like, this, I'm not going to wear this. So, uh, disappointed, quite disappointed in that one. It's a super clean colorway though. Yeah. And it's very uh, wearable, but uh, yeah, yeah. If, if, actually, uh, you, you're shit, the, then doesn't make sense. You're, you're the, you're the guy who loves wearing gray sneakers, right? Like gray has got to be your color. I mean, now that you say that I was wearing gray new balance, uh, 1500s today and nine nineties yesterday. So, yeah. uh, I've seen I've seen it, your shoes, man. You you have oh, like gray is like fifty percent of your shoes. <laughs> it really is it, like my. That's true because I also wear the I over the, I wear the overkill dunks as well, the Plattenbau dunks, and those are gray. Yeah, those are gray. Um, then you I, have a lot I of new balance gray fours. I've you have the gray the, fours. I've got the exactly. shadow ones. Yeah. Damn, you're you might be onto something. Wait, you haven't noticed this, and I noticed it. No, I just I like <laughs> I I guess not. Like I I just pull them on. Maybe it's like one of those things where. I don't wait, know. Wait, hold I, on, man. Didn't you post on Instagram? You posted like uh, it, w- it was like a gray day in Berlin or something. And you posted like a collection of all your gray shoes. And you're, I you did were like, though. yes, yeah, dude, true. like 
<laughs> but I didn't notice that. No, no. I, I mean, I know that I have lots of gray shoes, but I didn't notice that I have literally for the last two weeks only been wearing gray shoes. Like I, I wear the same four shoes for the last two weeks over and over again. And now that you've mentioned it, I'm realizing like, oh shit, like I do wear a lot of gray. And yeah, then I yeah, just bought do. a gray, uh, I just bought a gray sweater as well. <laughs> so I, geez, I, maybe I need to like rebrand to be more colorful or something. So I, I thought for sure you you would be trying to go get these shadow 2.0s. I know you have the one. I, I have the other ones, so like I, I I didn't need them. And I find Air Air Jordan ones pretty uncomfortable anyway. So um yeah. Yeah, right, right. Well, anyways, so that was my first pickup. Second pickup is this one I'm very excited about. So I ended up getting both of the colorways of the Emilion Dor and uh New Balance uh 550s. So mm-hmm. I got the green colorway in my girlfriend's size, uh, and she was so hyped to get the shoe. And uh, after she looked at what the resale prices were, she was like, "You know what? Let's just sell it," because, <laughs> <laughs> like, she like we really like she wasn't really expecting like resale prices to be like in her size, like in the base sizes. They're like going for almost a thousand. That's so, insane. so yeah, she was like. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not gonna keep these if they're going for a thousand. So that's so. like four months rent in Berlin. Well, not really. But, no, you know, not like, really. Come on, it, man. Actually, I used to pay 250 euros rent for a room, so it used to be four months. Rent what? Yeah, dude. That. I mean, it was a shitty. Room, why did you leave? I, I paid to. <laughs> I mean, it was a shitty room, and it was just. I, I lived there for a year and a half. Uh, saved a lot of money. I mean, that's literally one pair of shoes that was my rent for the entire month. Oh, dude, rent in Berlin right now is actually insane, like super high. Like I, I know because I've been looking for a flat now. Like <laughs> I've been looking for a new flat for like the last six months, and it, it's it's so expensive. It's crazy. Yeah, you have to you have to kind of like go to the upper ends of your budget, and then there's less people looking in that budget, and you usually find yeah, something. But right. uh, yeah, it's 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 difficult because even at any budget, really, there's they're gone so quickly. The apartments, you have to be like on Imo scout and yeah. Like, the platform and pe- that you use pe- here. In people Berlin. listening don't have no idea what Imo scout is. But yeah, yeah. It was a platform it, that you use. And, and basically the apartments are up for like maybe an hour and within an hour, they get several hundred replies. And so they just take it down. So the apartments are already gone before you even see them. You have to be like, yeah, yeah I was telling, it's I, harder I, I, to get an apartment than a pair of sneakers. <laughs> for sure. I was, I was literally telling my girlfriend, I need to get a bot for Emo Scout. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, that's the only way I'm going to get an apartment. But anyways, <laughs> we've got, we've gone on a tangent, clearly gone on a tangent. Uh, we were talking about the ALD five uh, fifties. Uh, so I copped the red pair in my size and I'm super happy with it. I love the colorway red and navy. And mm-hmm. the thing about all these ALD colorways that I love is is how like vintage they look. They they all have like a like a off white or cream colored midsole, and then the end logo has like a crackling kind yeah. of uh, on it. And it just it just looks really nice. So I'm I'm very happy about both these colorways. Uh, I'm gonna be keeping my red pair for sure. I can't wait to wear it. It's it's one of those shoes you can, you know, like last year, last year, one of my friends took me to the opera, okay, in Berlin. Oh, and it was the first time I had ever gone to the opera. And I'm a guy who would just wear sneakers. So like, I, I, I was, and you know, you got to kind of dress fancy to go to the opera. And and I'm like, I, I, was li- I was literally at like a loss. I had no idea what sneakers to wear to the opera. Cause like, I have nothing that could actually, you know, fit that 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 place so i i i I was thinking like with with this sneaker i was like i could wear these to the opera like these are like classic enough they're they're like you know like kind of you know they they, you could wear them you can wear them with a dress shirt you know yeah 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 (laughs) so anyways once again went off on a tangent about me going to the (laughs) opera but (laughs) but, did you uh, like it though did you like the whatever was on show there the the singing dude like okay so first of all (laughs) <laughs> operas first of all like all the operas are like it's done in italian right so it's like a yeah. bunch of guys like singing italian in the loudest accent possible <laughs> in the loudest uh, tone possible and they put the subtitles at the top right so you can understand what they're saying but the subtitles were in german right so, uh, <laughs> so you didn't understand so, it twice <laughs> yeah so exactly i didn't understand it twice so i understood like bits and pieces but like i was just trying to follow along like the story so it, it wasn't it wasn't working man and also, I was the youngest guy in the crowd by maybe 30 years. 
<laughs> well, how how old was your friend then? No, he he was like my age too. So like okay. we were the we were the two youngest people in the crowd, right? By far. But he's really into operas and all that. So, but anyways, I mean, yeah, shout I guess out, if you shout like out it. Vincent if you're listening. Shout out Vincent. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, those were my two pickups. I actually didn't have any pickups this week because I bought a pair of shoes around three weeks ago and they're still not here. I bought them on Grailed. Uh, I got oh, the, nice. Yeah, I got the Prada Adidas Luna Rosa, the white ones. Okay. Um, got them for like 50% off uh, because, you know, they're reselling for under uh, retail. Um, but the thing is, the guy sent them from, I think, either Poland or the Ukraine. He told me one the first time and now he's told me another one. <laughs> and so it's been 18, 19 days and I think they're stuck at customs in Germany, but I haven't received a letter from customs, nothing. But why so, would they be stuck in customs if, if they're from Poland? If they're from Poland, they shouldn't be. If they're stuck, no. if they were sent from the Ukraine, I think they would be because I don't think the Ukraine's EU. I don't know. Uh, huh. But I don't know. Either way, like it's from, it's from a country where it takes ages, I guess. But um yeah, I'm still waiting on those. So when I do get them, I'm super excited because I bought them as my like summer shoes because they're like white, they're comfortable, they have boost in them. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to those. But other than that, I have nothing that I really got my hands on uh this week, unfortunately. Yeah, no worries, man. So why don't we get into then the big portion of today's pod? Once again, we're continuing a classic series. Hope you guys enjoyed last week when we broke down Adidas. We talked about the forums as well as what was the other shoe we talked about? The Stan Smith. The Stan Smiths. Yeah, exactly. That was super interesting. The Stan Smiths, um, like the the whole storyline behind uh, uh, the name of the shoe. Yeah, yeah. That it was that, actually called something else and then yeah. he wore it and then it became his shoe. And Yeah, yeah. It yeah, was, yeah. That was pretty so cool. So if you guys haven't already listened to it, listen to last week's episode on uh, two very, very classic and iconic Adidas sneakers. Um, yeah. This uh, this week, obviously, we're going with the the next biggest fish in the pond, uh, Nike, um, and I guess it makes the most sense to start with the tailwind because that was uh, a it came out before the dunks, and b um, it was actually the Nike Air Tailwind was Nike's first ever sneaker featuring air technology. So it was originally released in 1979, which we already said. And what happened was basically that there was this uh, NASA uh, aerospace engineer called Marion Franklin Rudy, um, but he, you know, he went by Frank Rudy, which is a much sharper name in my opinion. Um, and he he worked uh, it, he worked for NASA in the aerospace engineering um, sector, or whatever. And he was his work focused on trying to encapsulate dense gases in uh, in rubber membranes, which if you know sneakers, that sounds very, very familiar, right? Um, and he realized that as he was doing this and testing and, and, and trapping these gases in the rubber, he realized that it could be used to cushion the foot if an airbag was put into the midsole. And, you know, Frank Rudy, he shopped his idea around. He went to a bunch of uh, um, sportswear manufacturers, footwear manufacturers, and they all rejected. They're all like, you're crazy, man. We're not putting like gas in our shoes uh and then he brought it to phil knight in 1977 phil knight is obviously nike's uh, co-founder or actually founder and um phil knight strapped on a pair of shoes tested them out and was like you know what this may actually work uh so they kind of ran with the idea uh frank rudy and phil knight and um put together this uh air tailwind that didn't feature visible air, but it still had an air bag in the midsole. And uh, it got a limited release in 1978 before the Honolulu Marathon. And it sold out immediately. People loved it. Like pe people running the marathon, uh, people running in it said that it was the most comfortable shoe they've ever experienced and that it helped them run further and longer. And so obviously re reaction reception was very, very strong, very, very positive. And uh, that prompted Nike and Phil Knight to release it wider, you know, as we know today with the limited release and then a wider release, it was basically a proof of concept back then. And it dropped in 1979. Um, and it was so perfect that, or so good and so advanced for its time that it took over a decade for there to be a second version of the Tailwind, uh, which was in 1992. 
It was the uh, Nike Air Tailwind 92, which featured visible air for the first time in the Tailwind series. Uh, you know, visible air obviously came uh, through the Nike Air Max One in '87. I want to say, um, but the the crazy thing about the Air Tailwind is that it was a proof of concept and it showed that air Nike Air works. And so then later on in '82, you had the uh, you had the Nike Air Force One. Then you had the Air Max One in 1987. Uh, 1987, yeah, and. It basically indirectly spawned all of these great franchises that we know and love today, right? Because Air Force One, obviously also an iconic shoe, Air Max One, Air Max 90, Air Max 97, all of them iconic shoes that really wouldn't exist if the Air Tailwind hadn't been such a success, right? If if everyone hated Air in a shoe, Nike would have never done it or never put Air in more shoes. Um, so basically 92, the Air Tailwind 92 came out and in 96... Nike rebranded the whole Tailwind line. And here's where it gets really interesting, actually, because you had uh, before you had the Nike Air Tailwind and now you had the Nike Air Max Tailwind, right? Because you, I guess they wanted to put more air in it, Max Air, whatever that is. I don't know what the difference is between Max and normal air, but I'll just consider it as, as more air. Um, and one of the more famous Air Max Tailwinds was actually 1999's Air Max Tailwind 4 which Supreme collabed on in 2019, I think, or 2018, one of the two. Um, and fun fact, actually, this is a question for you. Did you know uh, that the Air Max Tailwind was nicknamed the Air Jailwind? And do you know no why? No way, man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's, that sounds horrible, man, the Jailwind. The Jailwind, but do you know why? Like, just ha- like guess, I guess. Uh, it was popular with inmates. Okay, so that's one one reason, but there were a couple theories actually. So the first theory was, um, and it, it was nicknamed the Air Jailwind in Australia. So the Air Max Tailwind Four in '99 was so popular in Australia that it quickly became one of the most shoplifted shoes in Australia, and so it landed a lot of people in trouble, right? Because if you get caught t- uh, shoplifting a Tailwind, you ended up in jail. And so that's where one theory of the nickname comes that uh, they were nicknamed the jail wind because they landed you in jail. Uh, and the other theory is, and uh, you're going to have to take a look at a photo of the, of the shoes, but they've got these kind of like uh, ribbed sides on the side. And uh, a lot of people said that those looked like um, prison bars. <laughs> and so that's why um, they, they were called jail winds. Those are one of two theories. And then, like you said, they actually later on became very, very popular in Australian prisons because, um, and this is from a Vice uh, article that I read, I think Vice Australia, they interviewed actual uh, inmates and why they liked the, the Air Max Tailwind 4 so much. And basically they said that they were relatively expensive, I guess maybe like 160, 180 retail or something like that. And uh, that made them a status symbol. Uh, but also B... They were really comfortable. And a lot of the inmates said that when you're in jail, all you do is stand around or walk laps. And so you want something that's comfortable. So it was it was uh, a combination of a, of a bunch of things. A, they looked a little bit like prison bars. B, they landed you in jail. And C, when you were in jail, you wanted to wear these shoes because they were one of the most comfortable shoes on the market at the time in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of a... A pop quiz question for you or like little uh whatever bar quiz question um and then yeah so that's basically that's so that's the air max tailwind four which is a distant cousin of uh you know the original air tailwind 79 um but in my opinion yeah it's its biggest con- con- contribution to sneaker history is that it was the first sneaker that featured nike air and because of that i think it can be argued that it was Nike's most important and significant innovation to date, right? Because like I said, how many, like how many shoes can you name that have air in it, right? Nike is air. There's no Nike without air and, and vice versa, right? So it kind of changed the sneaker game and it changed Nike's trajectory. And I honestly don't know if Nike would be where it is today if it wasn't for the air tailwind. Like Maybe they would be even bigger. You know, you never know, like with these like alternate universes and stuff like that. But 
I would say that they'd probably be a lot smaller if they didn't manage to somehow incorporate air in their shoes at some point. Yeah. Wow. So that guy you mentioned, Rudy, Frank Rudy. Yeah. Frank Rudy. Yeah. So, I mean, it turns out he's probably one of the most pivotal people in Nike's history. Then if he brought air to Phil Knight and like you said, like there's so many children that came out of that one original uh, technology, you know, like the Air Max line. And uh, I just hope he got the bag, you know, I just hope he secured the bag. Oh, he better. I mean, he definitely, I I hope they gave him shares in the company, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I tried to Google a little bit about him, but I couldn't find anything um, about, I mean, I'm assuming he's a, I mean, he worked for NASA. He was smart. So he was probably a rich guy, but, um, but I don't know if he like later on got some shares at Nike or something. I'm going to have to check that, but uh, yeah, he, he definitely is a pivotal character in, in Nike's history and in sneaker history as well. I mean, Air is uh, the cushioning technology, you know? I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like yeah, like you said, like Air is it's synonymous with Nike. Like you think of Nike, you think of Nike Air. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you gave a pretty good argument for why the tailwind, I think, might end up being or could be the most pivotal sneaker in, in Nike's history. Just it's based, not the sexiest just, shoe, but it's definitely important. Just based on the technology alone, right? Yeah. And I mean, everything else about it was also like for the time, obviously you have to remember this was late seventies. It was uh, the upper was constructed of very lightweight mesh and suede. And so it was already generally a very, very lightweight shoe. Um, And the air was put in there for two reasons. One uh, air or gas or whatever you want to call it cushions, right? So it was there for the cushioning, but also air is super light. So they figured the more midsole they can rip out and put air into, um, the lighter the shoe, and then the faster and better you'll be able to run. So the, the entire thing was built around just being light and fast. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. And and it's it's good to know that as someone who's, who's really into sneakers, uh, it's good to know, or it's interesting to know about how uh, important this one kind of obscure sneaker is to the entire sneaker history. Yeah, for um, sure. And I love these Nike. little stories about like the jail wind and everything. Like, I feel like every, every sneaker somewhere down its line has a cool story. And I love, I love uncovering those. Yeah. And, and speaking of cool stories, we can now uh, get into the second uh, sneaker we're going to talk about today. And this is probably the sneaker of the moment, uh, especially with the hype beasts that is got to be the Nike dunk. And for the last two years, at least it's been the sneaker for the, of the moment. Yeah. For the last two years, no doubt. And this, this sneaker, the Nike Dunk, it has a very extensive history and it's gone through so many different phases. And I'll try to, you know, just give you the, like, I'm not going to go through every single shoe that ever released, every single Dunk that ever released, but kind of just give you go like decade by decade and, and kind of uh, uh, just break down the history a little bit. Yeah, because it had like a couple of golden eras as well. And like, yeah, I'm definitely we're talk about this, but uh, it's, golden it's an interesting well. shoe because yeah. it, it was super popular in several different decades, but you're going to go into that. So. Yeah, it was popular and then it was not popular and then oh, we'll, 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 we'll get into it right now. Of course, it is definitely in a second or third golden era of, but you know, we'll get into that too. Like what Nike is doing to it right now, not the biggest fan of it, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But the Nike Dunk. So it released in 1985, and um, when it released, it was actually the most, the second most popular shoe to release that year because the most popular shoe was actually the Jordan One. The Jordan One released that year, and uh, the Nike Dunk also released that year. But it was never actually intended to be a shoe for mainstream use. Uh, when the shoe released, it was mainly targeted towards college campuses. The original uh, name for the shoe was actually not even supposed to be the dunk. It was it was supposed to be called the College Color Highs, and oh, nice. it just it just turned out that the year that the shoe released, it happened to be the 40th anniversary of the first ever slam dunk. Oh wow! So, okay, so it led to a last minute change of uh, a changing. They changed the name to Dunk at the very last minute. Supposed to be called the College Color Highs because, as I mentioned. This shoe was not even supposed to be 
targeted towards the general public. It was just supposed to be of college campuses only. And the most memorable aspect about the shoe when it first released was actually the campaign, the marketing campaign. It was called the Be True to Your School uh, campaign. So it was, a, it was a very simple formula. So what Nike tried to do was they were going to choose all of these uh, different college teams, basketball teams, sponsor them, uh, outfit all the athletes in these Nike dunks that match the colors of the school that they went to, and then sell those same shoes to the college kids who go to those same colleges. It was, it was a simple strategy, turned out to be a huge, huge success it was super popular in college campuses among the guys mainly. And um, the shoe continued to be pretty popular uh, throughout the late 80s. But then uh, it, was like, it was supposed to be a basketball sneaker. But by the late 80s, the technology in basketball sneakers had really uh, improved a lot. So the dunk was really not used anymore by basketball players by then. Uh, so the popularity of the shoe started to kind of die a little bit uh, in, the, in the late 80s. However... Uh, it, it was it was losing popularity with the basketball players. However, it was gaining popularity with a completely different subgroup subculture, and that was skateboarders. So it turned out that everything about the Nike Dunk, uh, the 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 leather, the materials used, they were perfect for skateboarding. So skateboarders, even though it wasn't a skateboarding shoe. They were wearing this sneaker all the time, although it took a really long time for Nike to actually get started with Nike SB and to actually uh, get into that whole scene. We'll get into that later. But uh, basically throughout the late 80s and throughout the 90s, it were very the shoe was very popular with skateboarders. Then in 1999, we saw the Be True to Your School pack actually retro for the first time. And uh, one very special thing that happened during this retro was we had the Wu-Tang Dunks drop in 1999. And the Wu-Tang Dunk, it's pretty much just the, the Iowa colorway, uh, the Varsity Maze colorway, as they call it this year, except it had a little Wu-Tang logo on the shoe. There were 36 pairs that released. It was a friends and family only sneaker. And that shoe, probably one of the most coveted, I don't know if covered is the right word, but one of the rarest sneakers ever made and they resale for the tens of thousands if you can even find a pair um then in the early 2000s um that's when the dunk started for the first time ever we started to see some regional exclusives so the dunks so there were a lot of regional exclusives released in japan specifically uh the ugly duckling pack which just retroed last year uh, for the first time. This released in the early 2000s, I believe it was 2001. And that, by the way, is maybe my favorite pack of dunks ever. I own all three colorways and I love them. Quality is amazing. And not, not the original, of course, but the, uh, the, the retros. Um, and then in 2001, we saw the first ever collab on the dunk. This was with Stussy. And uh, they did a Stussy Dunk High collab. It was this brown and um, like maple colored sneaker. Um, and but then throughout the early 2000s, the mainline Dunks, they like people kind of lost interest in them. They were kind of tired of the silhouette. However, this 2000 period is where the the cousin of these mainline Dunks, and that is the SB Dunk. The 2000s is when the SB Dunk absolutely took off. In fact. The SB Dunk was probably the most, uh, the most like popular, the most uh, in demand, the most the, the sneaker that made the headlines throughout the 2000s. So the SB Dunk, it was of course made specifically for skaters. The biggest difference was that the tongue was a bit more padded; it was a bit thicker uh, for for ankle support for the skaters. And the first SB Dunk released in 2002. Um, and, uh, then we also saw a lot of collabs dropping. We saw the Supreme SB dunk collab, the first ever Supreme dunks, which was also the first ever non Jordan to get the elephant print. And for that reason, the original Supreme dunks is one of the most, uh, like I've been saying this a lot, but definitely one of, one of the most, uh, famous, I guess, pairs of Nike dunks that has ever released. Um, and then we also saw throughout the 2000s, there were so many ridiculously hyped SB dunks that dropped. And it was, it was, it was the main story in the sneaker world, SB dunks. 
And people were going absolutely crazy for it. People were even rioting for them. So uh, this was when the staple, Jeff Staple SP Dunks dropped in New York. Uh, people, there were riots in the streets. People, some people got hurt. And it even made the front page news of the New York Times, which is the first time that this, this little subculture, the sneaker subculture, this is the first time it actually made it to the mainstream. So everyone around the country knew about sneakers at that point. So, so the, the, you can thank the SB Dunk for, for taking sneaker culture to the mainstream. And uh, yeah, so it was pretty much the SB Dunks were kind of carrying the whole dunk line throughout the 2000s. And then as we get into, what do you, what do we call this decade, by the way, the 2010s, the 2010s, uh, the teens, the teens, is, is that what they're like officially being called? I, I wonder what they're going to actually call this decade, like years from now. I think it's now. just the 2010s. If you're, if you're, yeah, 2010 sounds better than the teens. It sounds a bit yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So the, the, the early 2010s, uh, that's when basically like the SP dunk phenomenon, it kind of just died overnight. So even even sneakers that were SB Dunks that were reselling for four or five, six times retail, suddenly these sneakers became basically worthless. So they lost all resale value. Uh, it might be because at the same time we saw new sneakers released like the Yeezy. Yeezys were coming out at the same time. So there were other sneakers that were kind of commanding all this hype. So SB Dunks kind of just became unpopular overnight. And the, the mainline Dunks too not really um they they, they would they tried retroing basically the beach rudio school pack yet again but it didn't do much for the for the dunks in fact you know it's really funny but a lot of these beach rudio school packs which retroed in 2016 i believe a lot of them you could get them at nike outlets you can get them for like 50 bucks 40 bucks um so they were really not that hyped at all and then what basically happened was um, suddenly, as we go into the later part of the 2010s, people started to get obsessed about collecting vintage shoes and especially vintage Jordans and also vintage dunks. So there was a whole vintage dunk movement. I know me myself, like a couple of years ago, I was really starting to collect a lot of vintage dunks. And um, also we saw people like Virgil Abloh, Kim Jones. We saw them rocking a lot of these old school dunks. And Travis Scott as well. Yeah, Travis Scott, especially, where they, you saw these guys rocking these old dunks. And then in 2019, Virgil dropped the dunk collab on the off-white dunks, uh, which was super popular, crazy resale prices. I own the uh, green colorway, and I personally love that pair. And this was so the mainline dunks actually started to get a lot of popularity back. And then suddenly, the SB dunk, we have to thank him. You already mentioned him. Travis Scott. Travis Scott essentially brought that silhouette back from the dead all on his own. He was basically spotted wearing a lot of SB Dunks and uh, his fans, who, and he has a much younger demographic, his fans, they were kind of introduced to this model that they've never really seen before. Uh, so that's how the SB Dunks started to get a lot of popularity. And then we saw, of course, the Travis SB Dunk drop, uh, which, was, which was a pretty uh, hyped up collab. And then that kind of brings us to today like i i'm not entirely sure what nike's strategy is right now with the dunks but maybe they're maybe nike thinks that this dunk uh hype right now is just kind of uh it just has the hype right now and it might die very soon because what nike seems to be doing is they're trying to capitalize as much as they can on the current hype by releasing like five 10 colorways a month of the dunk it's it's insane how many dunks have been releasing this year and um we've already kind of started to see the hype die out a little bit i think just based on like looking at the secondary market um some of the dunks releasing lately have not been reselling for too much they've been going for retail even so i don't know how long this current dunk I guess golden era is going to last. Um, we're already starting to see signs of it dying. And we've also heard rumors of a, uh, a Virgil and Off-White uh, collab on the dunk, the 20. They're calling it the 20. We might see Ridiculous. 20 colorways of the, of the Off-White dunk drop. Which it's the stupidest thing ever, honestly. It's I, I, don't, I don't know if it's real, but if it's real, that is beyond stupid. Like, I, no way that's real. Like, that, that's, 
how 20 colorways of the same shoe at the same time that's insane. i mean unless they like limit each colorway to like one size run or something like that you know then uh i yeah. can see it selling out but it's it's just taking the piss at that point telling people like yeah uh, we know that you're you're so hyping you're so into the dunk that we're just gonna play with you and release too many dunks and see how many of them you buy kind of you know it's just Dude. it's ridiculous Dude, what, what, what are you gonna do when uh when your 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 uh, editor at highest invite is like hey fabian for your next article i want you to rank all 20 of the top 20 off-white dunks i'll i'll, I'll rate them all 20 out of 20 like all of them will be 20 <laughs> just like all, all of them bad no i mean we'll probably end up doing something like that uh but yeah i mean even maybe some colorways will be good but it's gonna it's gonna end up being something like the the ronnie ronnie feig a6 or the yeezy 350 v2s where it's just like different shades of each other and then you're gonna like somebody's gonna be like oh I really love the the emerald blue ones. Oh no, man! I love the marine blue ones, and it's going to be like a tiny difference. And it's yeah. just, it's yeah, it's it's going to be ridiculous for sure. So, so we we have been getting a ton of dunk colorways this year. Uh, these GR releases. So, what I've been kind of doing is I've been really picking and choosing uh, which dunks I want to buy because in the midst of all of these ridiculous and insane amount of dunks releasing, there are some really really nice pairs dropping uh some a few examples that i want to mention are for example the curry dunks that dropped mm-hmm. earlier this year really really nice pair uh we're going to be seeing this uh, lemon drop dunk which is which we're going to talk about later in the show too when i when we get into upcoming releases another really beautiful pair and there's some really nice colorways dropping later in the year as well um so yeah like i, I think if like like if you if you if you uh you know don't go out there and buy every single dunk there is then like you can kind of keep some of that hype alive for yourself i guess yeah uh, but i mean um, if, you, if you like a colorway yeah. buy it you know like the dunk is a cool shoe and it doesn't matter if there's a hundred thousand of them or a hundred million of that colorway like if you like it then buy it and wear it yeah but sure don't buy every single colorway just to have every single dunk that released you know yeah. because it's it's not worth it just save your money and buy what you want and what you really, really do like and what you will wear as well. Remember, like we only have two feet. So don't, (laughs) don't buy like, don't buy like 50 pairs of dunks this year, but only wear like two of them, you know, along, along with all the other shoes that you're going to buy. So uh, by all means, if, if there's a nice colorway and and Josh is right, there have been some really, really nice ones. The medium curry ones are for me, probably the best general release dunk in the last two years. Like just that hairy suede and the brown and, and then that like, what, I think it's like a leather base, right? Like this, like cream. Like no, it was off-white. it was all suede. Like just uh, the entire suede. upper was suede. So yeah. so nice, so nice. Um, so yeah, by all means, if if there's something there that you like, then definitely buy it. Just don't don't buy it because it's hyped or because it was hyped or something like that. But actually, what I wanted to touch on before we get into uh, upcoming drops is when you mentioned the the skating, right, and how like dunks were adopted by the skate scene. I think that's really interesting because a lot of shoes have been adopted by the skate scene and it seems like skates the skate scene is almost sometimes the purveyor of what's cool and like they are the trendsetters a little bit um which makes sense considering that you know they're the cool kids in new york and in la and that's kind of where everything's happening at least in the u.s um and also another interesting tidbit is that the Air Jordan 1 was a big skate shoe. Tony Hawk wore a lot of uh, Air Jordan 1s to skate. And the Dunk is pretty similar in design and in construction. It's a little bit thicker, which lends itself well to skating. So it makes sense that the Dunk was adopted by skaters because A, it was a cool shoe, and B, it served the purpose of skating so much better or just as well as uh skate shoes that were out uh during that time during the early 2000s the late the late 1990s um so i think that's a really really important point just to highlight that again that um the skate scene really does kind of determine what's cool and what's not sometimes and uh, they did it with the air jordan one although i mean michael jordan made that cool and then they did it with the dunk so yeah i really 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 uh yeah really interesting 
I, I don't know if it's just me, but like I, I personally don't own any SPs. I don't I don't wear SPs uh, simply because like, I don't know, like I, I feel like it's such a it, to me, it just looks like a skateboarding shoe. Like, I mean, it is a skateboarding shoe. <laughs> and and um, I don't I mean, I, I've, I, I, I just feel like a bit of a fraud if I wear it personally. Like I'm like, I don't skate and uh yeah like I, I, I just don't like the fat tongue sometimes, and i don't like, like the fat tongues either yeah sometimes there's a nice colorway that's you're like oh fuck you know i wish they had this in a normal dunk version and if they yeah. don't then like okay wear it i mean what you could do is you could like slit open the tongue and just pull out all the stuffing and then it's not as fat anymore um true but yeah i i mean i do get that as well like uh, a lot of people don't want to wear skate shoes because they don't skate but for the dunk i find it a little different because it originally wasn't a skate shoe. And I get that the SB dunk is a skate shoe, but it's based off of a non-skate shoe. So I think if you like the colorway and stuff, then it's okay. True, true. Yeah, so that was a bit of the history of the dunk uh, and the air tailwind. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Give us some feedback, of course, on the uh, on the on on Instagram if you if you guys enjoyed that. Uh, we'll, we'll now get into the upcoming sneakers for the next two weeks. Uh, I have... Wait, so I got uh, okay. So we can first get into. I already mentioned it. The Nike Dunk Low in the Lemon Drop colorway mm-hmm. uh, that will be releasing May the nineteenth. I believe it's worldwide. I'm not entirely sure, uh, but at, so definitely too. in Europe. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting the 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 Lemon Drop and this one after the Curry might honestly be the best uh, colorway. The quality also looks really really nice on this pair um so that so this one will be releasing in the next two weeks i know you're very hyped to get this one i yeah i like i signed up to a couple raffles but um it's funny because i think two weeks ago i was talking about how i wanted this one right and i still do but now uh there's another shoe that's dropping this week in europe um which i'm more excited about so i might have to because i i don't think i'm gonna buy two pairs this week so uh I'll probably go for the other and and sacrifice the lemon drop for this one. The the shoe that I am most excited about this month is supposed to come out tomorrow or it might be today if it depends on when you guys are listening, but uh it's released on May the 18th and that is the Ambush Ooh. Dunks in the royal blue colorway which in my opinion the best colorway so far I think yeah, on the 100%. on the Ambush Dunks. Yeah. Way um, better than the first two and and you can just tell the leather is so nice on those. Yeah, like it. It's. I know it's a bit crazy looking this sneaker, and that. But like, I I love how different it looks compared to normal dunks, and uh, mm-hmm. and this particular colorway is just so so fire. This like deep. They're calling it a deep royal. Um, yeah, yeah I, I love the colorway. Quality looks really good. Resale is looking insane. Uh, I've I've entered every raffle possible, man. And I like I told you last last on the last part I told you guys I I, I got a raffle bot, <laughs> and so far I've won absolutely nothing using this raffle bot. So it's not as a lot of people have this impression that oh yeah if you have bots you're just gonna get hundreds of no, pairs. It's not it's like not that. a guarantee. Yeah. It's not like it's, that. You you actually yeah. end up not getting many pairs. But yeah. um but yeah so hopefully I'm like come on man just hit on one give me one ambush fingers crossed for you man give me one ambush know. pair man just one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm hoping for that. That's that's the sneaker that's releasing May the 18th. Uh, the ambush dunks in the deep royal colorway, and uh, finally the last pair I have uh, I have here is you know what? Actually, you know what? You just go ahead, man. I think I just lost what, what I was typing. <laughs> well, I um, the one that I'm really looking forward to, to this week is dropping on April 20. 20- second and that's the amam manier um air jordan threes that's it that's what i was just yep. gonna say <laughs> i knew i knew that that was the one that you were looking for because uh that one is stunning i mean uh you know amam manier has done you know like some really really nice collabs with uh, with nike in the past uh two air force ones i think one was a mid or a high i think it was a mid and a, and a low um but this air jordan three so nice i mean it's uh it's inspired by the uh, co-founder's mother basically and uh which is which is a really nice touch i find um it's basically an homage to women and the role they play in our early lives as mothers and it features you know uh, the co-founder's mother's like 
handwriting beneath the heel tabs and, and some like other really, really nice details. It's got a quilted lining inside, which gives it that like really premium feel. It's got co-branded tongues. Um, overall, it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful shoe. Uh, dropped in the US in late April, I think April 28th. And it's dropping in Europe now uh, on in five days. So I am going to be joining every raffle possible for those. Um, and just, yeah, fingers crossed that I get them because those are very, very nice. So that, that was the shoe you were talking about that you really That want? was the shoe that I, I, I wasn't going to reveal it yet. But yeah, so basically I was going to try for the lemon drops this week, but then I found out that these ones are dropping. And so I was like, ah, okay. If I'm only going to get one, then it's going to be the, the Jordan 3s for sure. Yeah, man, definitely super clean. I'm pretty disappointed. I looked at the sneakers app and uh, the size run, at least on the sneakers app, is only, only until uh, 45.5. Yeah, men's 10 and a half, uh, which is not my size. I'm, a, I'm an 11. So I, I don't know if maybe some of the other uh, sneaker boutiques might have bigger sizes, but so that's pretty disappointing. I'm most likely not going to be able to get a pair in my size. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge, th- like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm the only guy who's not like so impressed with the sneaker. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not a big threes guy personally. And uh, I'm just like, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's a pretty boring colorway. Like, I, I don't know. This is just my opinion, man. It's, it's a bit mm-hmm. plain and I, I, the, I don't get point. what's so special about it. It's, it's got like the white tumbled leather base. And then it's got this kind of like bronze, like, you know, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just like pinkish bronze detailing. I don't know. I mean, I might need to see it in person. I might need to see it in person well, because if, if, if I get them, then I'll, I'll let you take a look at them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, Cause I, I, I like, I, from what I'm hearing the quality on them and the details and all that, I feel like it's a shoe you really need to see in person to appreciate because just based off the pictures, all I can see is the colorway. And I'm, I guess I'm not that impressed with the colorway. So I need to, I, I need to see the shoe in hand to yeah, really appreciate it for sure i think i'm hoping that the usual retailers get them um so that you know because berlin has like a good selection of places that'll have them hopefully uh i, I just i've seen that end has them and nike sneakers but i haven't seen anyone else who's announced them yet mm-hmm. but that should happen the next i think tomorrow is when everyone will start announcing fingers crossed man yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's uh, that's it from my side in terms of uh, upcoming drops. It's a relatively quiet week, I would say, apart from those. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's gonna be dope if we both get the get the shoes that we want. Um, but again, if not, there's always next week. You know, there's always another there's shoe a, around the corner. There's a new. There's definitely another shoe around the corner. It's, we're getting into summertime too, and from what I heard, man. Um, is this is this true? I'm hearing that in Berlin and in Germany, they might be opening up the restaurants and the bars. Uh, yeah, so outdoor outdoor dining, I think, will start soon, and like beer gardens and stuff like that, because we've been under uh, like a certain threshold in terms of new cases a day. So yeah, uh, as soon as the weather heats up, you know, you're gonna be able to start showing off your sneakers, and uh, it's gonna be yeah, good. man. Like I, I, I want to definitely start wearing some of my shoes, so. Yeah, uh, so I want to start wearing that. some non-gray shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. All right, guys. So that was that was it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. That was a, I thought that was a pretty good episode. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Don't forget to share this with your friends. Uh, anyone you think appreciates sneakers and who would appreciate this podcast, just share with your friends. It really helps us out. And drop a review as well on the Apple Music Store. Uh, But yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Take it easy, guys. Peace.